A topic that is so timely. It's how do you avoid burnout? How do you actually create an intentional life? How do you have boundaries and carve out time for everything that's important to you? How do you live a life that's aligned with your values? And that's what we get to talk about today. So we are so excited that you came on and that you get to listen with us. Also, if you haven't yet, be sure to grab your free coaching call. It's waiting for you at riseupforyou.com. Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. We're looking forward to this conversation very much today. And whether you're a leader, an entrepreneur, whatever space you find yourself in, you're going to be able to relate to our special guest. His name is Sam Cabert, and we actually spoke together at an HR conference in Northern California. And he's a successful serial entrepreneur turned spiritual seeker. He's known for his ability to put together teams and execute vision. He's the author of the number one best-selling book, Soul Life Balance, and the founder of Swagworks and Clone Yourself University. Don't we all wish we could clone ourselves <laughs> and delegate more? He also hosts the Soul Seeker podcast. Despite all of Sam's ventures and business successes and being recognized as Silicon Valley's 40 under 40 at just the age of 31 and rising star in the promotional products industry, he soon recognized that something was missing. He realized that despite his success, he was unhappy. This understanding catapulted him on his most recent exploration of life's purpose. And I think it's very timely, especially in the age post-COVID. Really, he's on a mission to bridge the gap between the way we conduct ourselves in business, mindfulness, and how we communicate with each other. And of course, at Rise Up For You, we believe so much in emotional intelligence, self-awareness. He believes in communicating with everyone, especially ourselves, and prioritizing physical safety and mental health first. Well, welcome to our show, Sam Cabert. We're excited to have you on. Hey, Lauren. Thank you so much for having, here, having me here, and I'm excited to jam with you. Awesome. I love it. So talk to me about a few of the things you're so passionate about. We have a lot of entrepreneurs listening and a lot of executives that lead companies as well. Talk to me about this work that you're doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. So my message right now is soul life balance rather than work life balance. It's a reframe where we put our own mental health first, really our connection to ourself first while simultaneously reframing work life balance to realize that work is part of this human experience. Now I could keep going on on obviously that's like the my book and the presentation and everything else. So that's like the quick overview. Another thing I like to bring in is the archetypal energies of yin and yang. So I'll just explain that real quick, but most of us are familiar with the yin and yang or yang and yin is the archetypal energy of the feminine, if you will, really the fluid intuition and connection to our soul, if you will, while yang is uh, obligations, how we show up in the world and really the doing It's the human doing that most of us are as opposed to our true nature of human beings. So when we look at work-life balance, we can so easily see that both work 
and life are that yang energy so the question then is where's the where's the time for the archetypal energy of the yin right the connection with oneself and that's why i believe in the reframe of soul life balance and where we put ourselves first while realizing yes we do need and most of us hopefully enjoy what we're doing for work but it is part of the human experience of living and the reason why mental health crisis has been through the roof in recent years is in my belief because we've severed our connection to our own divinity or our own soul and what's going on within us. Mm, I love that. It relates so much to first having self-awareness and then self-management, and then we can have social awareness, relationship management, coaching others. But I know for myself, I really wouldn't usually check in with myself. Well, how are you doing? It doesn't matter. I have a lot to do. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Where are you going? Somewhere. Where? I don't know, but it's very important. I got to get there quickly. <laughs> and so yeah. taking that time, go ahead. No, it's so true. You know, they say that your mess is your message. And I joke that I'm a recovering workaholic. So for me, like, I always need to come back to this being like it, it to my default of being in that yang energy. And, and most of us in business, you know, and leaders in business specifically in corporate, whatever it might be, solopreneurs, where the case is, we do get caught up in the to do's and, you know, letting work really define who we are and dictate our schedule and everything else. And we get so caught up in that, that you're right. Like we just forget about ourselves and some simple like breathing exercises and tactics are like easy ways that we can really just calm down our nervous system to come back to the present moment and relieve stress. Yes. I love that. Even just as simple as reframing our morning, we were training a company the other day and I had them get into pairs and they had to talk about their morning, like complain about it. Like Sam, I had to wake up my kids this morning and then I had to make breakfast for everyone, right? Like the whole thing. And then reframe it to, I'm. let me tell you about my morning and how I'm so blessed. Like I'm so mm. blessed I have healthy kids and I'm so blessed I I have a coffee machine and an espresso bar and like it, really that reframe and you could feel the energy in the room just shift to like a sense of gratitude versus let me complain about what I have to do. Yeah, that reminds me of like uh, the, the saying of uh, reframing something's happening to you versus uh, owning it and it's happening for me empowerment and then also are you familiar with uh the acronym with uh wiffle i don't think so no. yeah so wiffle uh, stands for what i feel like expressing and i typically bring this into like my corporate talks when i'm speaking to corporate about soul life balance and i really like this this acronym because it's a great way to start meetings to your point of like creating the space like letting people complain and then teach them okay well now we're going to reframe that from the negative to the positive a wiffle is an opportunity to say what i feel like expressing that's what the acronym stands for and rather than just going straight to the meeting and just like okay do, 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 it's like okay we're all humans here we all have things going on in our life. And when you allow the space and create a safe container for someone to express what's going on, then all of a sudden everything that's going on in their head and boom, 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 the monkey mind, the monkey chatter, all that type of stuff, it, it's 
it comes out. So it starts to uh, soften and really clear the mind, but also increases psychological safety because it has the vulnerability and it allows others to be seen as well and permission to share as well. So that's something that I'm pretty passionate about. And um, yeah, I think the Wiffle is a strong thing. And yeah, I just want to share that. I love that. There is a our coworker share something amazing like hey let me tell you about you know maybe a challenge or, or a win that i've had recently it creates relatability that we don't normally have as a norm especially in the workplace yeah totally i love that so tell me a little bit about some of the techniques so we talked about gratitude we talked about reframing we talked about wiffle or tell me about like your high and low what's another technique that you love to reframing to have work be a part of our experience but it's not all of who we are yeah absolutely so for work-life balance i think of it as something that we're chasing right like i want to obtain work-life balance and like one day i will get there right and for me I, you mentioned in my bio, clone yourself university and all that. I was known as the VA guy in my industry, the promotional products industry for a number of years. Uh, that's virtual assistants working with freelancers. And I scaled up my business to move away from an employee based business model to freelancers only. And it allowed me the financial freedom to work less than four hours a day, like literally like two hours a day. So I had work-life balance and I still have work-life balance, right? But that wasn't enough. I kept chasing and making bigger and bigger, bigger goals. One of them was being named to the Silicon Valley's 40 under 40 list. And I'm just going to fire off a lot of things here, right? And when I was looking at being like obtaining the status of being named to Silicon Valley's 40 under 40, I, that was like my ultimate potential, if you will. So when I received that nomination or, you know, award, whatever you want to call it, it was kind of like, oh, I thought this would feel different. And it, I had that same feeling when I wrote my first book and that was the goal was to release it before my 30th birthday. And I released it a week before. And I had this, this feeling over and over again when I hit a million dollars in sales, all these type of things. And But the culmination was like that 40 under 40 thing, right? And I got my yoga teacher training certificate about a year ago. And through that, I learned the practice of sadhana. It's a Sanskrit word, sadhana, and sadhana is to be in the pursuit of. It's really about building your lifestyle with the disciplines, right? So rather than naming our ultimate potential, like, oh, when I win the Super Bowl, you know, or when for me, that was my Super Bowl, right? Like uh, being named Silicon Valley's 40 or 40 list. I will, when I achieve ABC, I will feel X, Y, Z. We're going to just leave our ultimate potential as just that our ultimate potential, because to name our ultimate potential is actually to limit our ultimate potential. So what sadhana is about is, is creating these different buckets, whether it's spiritual, it's physical, it's emotional or business or hobbies, these different buckets and starting to write down the hobbies and things that you uh, make you happy to make you feel fulfilled. And we're not actually like chasing to achieve something. We're, we're bringing it back to the present moment, right? So 
it really is the cliche saying of the the destination is the journey, right? Like there is no destination. And that's how I think about soul life balance rather than chasing, oh, one day I will achieve soul life balance, like how I achieved and maintain work life balance. It's like soul life balance is a constant practice, right? Because right today, I might forget to breathe. <laughs> like literally, I might not take any intentional breaths because we don't need to take intentional breaths. But when we do that, it calms our nervous system. Or I might not even be thinking about myself and I might be so caught up in coffee and meetings and picking up my kids and doing all this type of stuff. But it's okay. I, I can always have the opportunity to come back to myself and realize, oh, all right, this is a practice, right? And I can get into it like different modalities, but I just want to give that kind of like larger context, you know? I love that. So I've had that same type of moment when I'm reaching, I like, oh, all I wanted was this certain promotion in my previous career. And I just thought like, then I'll have arrived. Like I'll have gotten the company car, I'll have gotten the raise. Everyone will have me speak at their company meetings and all that happened. And I was still feeling, I'm not that, I'm not enough or it, it isn't enough, or maybe a combination of both. And so I can so relate to that, that journey. What would you say to people who are striving? Like, finally, when I reach this level, I'll feel happy. We know that's not necessarily true, but we're in this hustle culture that kind of lies to us and says, yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they talk about it as like whispers, you know, and there's certain things that come up where, you know, we might hear that little whisper from our soul or intuition, whatever you want to call it, where it's like something's a little off and then we ignore it. And then that whisper turns into like a shout. And then from there, it's like a yell and a scream and it only gets louder and louder. And when I say it's kind of like that feeling of when you're paying your head against the wall or it feels like you're swimming upstream, like you're not in alignment, right? So the universe, if you will, is trying to get your attention to course correct you and get you back into alignment. So it's just about awareness at the end of the day where if it does feel like, oh, I'm banging my head against the wall or, you know, stuff is breaking. I had a friend who was experiencing deflation a lot. Like literally, you know, we went camping this couple of years ago and her, her, she had a flat tire like two weeks before that. And then a, a week after that we were camping and she had a hole in her air mattress. And then there was like another thing with deflation. And I was explaining to her like not to project on her, but like, Hey, perhaps this is trying to get your attention because it's a common theme of the same thing here. Right? So when we can start to slow down, get curious, be more present and have that awareness, we can start to see these little things. And then that's for us to really decide how we're going to course correct. And there's different tools you could use. Journaling is an incredible tool. I like to teach people about uh, Julia Cameron's method. She's an author that wrote a book called The Artist's Way. And this method is called Daily Pages. And the idea is there's no prompt for this journaling exercise. You just take 20 minutes. You literally put on a timer and you write for 20 minutes. And a lot of people that don't journal uh, normally or haven't really journaled, including myself, will start off in resistance. We'll write something like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. This is dumb or like blah, 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 blah. But the idea is don't let the pen lift off the piece of paper. Do not pick up your phone. The worst thing you could do and just keep, keep writing. And if you stick with it till the end of that 20 minutes, 
something will come through. And that's where I call it your intuition or your soul. But it's that that wisdom that's there that's like wanting it come to the surface. So I, I really do encourage people to bring journaling into their practice if they're kind of confused where they're at and they can't exactly see it, but they they have that whisper that there's something off, you know? I love that. And my husband uses that and does it every morning. Yeah, yeah. he loves that book as well. Well, because it increases our self-awareness. I tend not to be as much of a journal. I'm so extroverted in how I love to process, but I will process because I've increased my self-awareness. I will check in with myself, even put my hand like on my heart because mm. I'm more of a thinker than a feeler. And just ask like, all right, how are you doing? How's it going to myself? And sort of like process that way or pick up a phone call with a friend or at our company, we all have coaches, even though we are a coach so that we have somebody to externally process. So I'll kind of put it on my list. When I see my coach, I want to talk about and process this. Um, Sam, tell us, I know you have a few fun things that we can get for free on your website as well as the book. Tell us like how we find out about you and all of that. Yeah, totally. I'd say I'm most, I, I try to get, keep active on all the social media platforms, but I'm most active on Instagram for sure. And try to like reshare on the other platforms, but my website, samkabert.com just revamped it. It's got all my different links and socials and things like that. Um, so it's just samkabert.com and at samkabert.com slash practice. There's a free guide that when you just put your email in, it'll send you a free guide with three tips to practice soul life balance every day. And I'll give you guys a little clue into one of those right now. It's breath work and it's, it's nothing wild, nothing crazy. It's just these simple breath work exercises that take a, a couple minutes to do. And it's always astounding to me because I teach yoga and lead men's groups too, where we go deeper and have like a, a you know, it's more work. It, it's a whole yoga class or breath work, or if it's a men's uh, group thing, that's a couple hours of deep shares, some movement and some meditation, like breath work. So when I'm doing like a, a corporate speaking gig and I do like a two minute guided meditation with like a little bit breath work and I get people that are like teary eyed or coming up afterwards and talking about how like massive that was. It's always like, whoa, I forget how like these small little things are can be so powerful. So in that guide, just walk you through a few simple breath work practices along with two other exercises you could do to practice soul life balance that are super practical. Mm, I love it because I also hear the integration. It, mm -hmm. I like to take yoga classes. I try to take hot yoga almost every day. Nice. So yes, our our founder founder Netta, she got me hooked on it. Nespresso and hot yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Her good influences, and so I do like that intentional time. But I also like what you're saying. These small things we can do at any time because it's not always practical at 11 a.m. I could stop if I'm you know having a moment and go do yoga. But I could do breath work. I could journal for even a couple minutes. I could integrate gratitude. I could shift my focus and integrate some self-management practices throughout the day. Absolutely. Totally. I love that. Well, Sam, we love to ask everyone a question as we begin to wrap up. And that is, what does Rise Up For You mean to you? Mm, I love that. For me, it means to own your sovereignty, own your power, right? I think a lot of us since uh, 2020 are starting to question the way we're living in if it is in alignment. And there's an incredible movie by Pixar called Soul. Uh, have you seen that one? I have. It's so good. 
Yeah, I was blown away by I was so inspired and motivated that I actually did a 60 minute review of the movie, not really review, but like a 60 minute thing on YouTube to explain some of the hidden spirituality things. Not that a lot of it was hidden, but to go deeper on certain elements. And one of the things that I love so much, you know, spoiler or anything like that, but at a certain point in the movie, the character, the main character speaks his truth and he owns his power. And then from there, it sets him free, if you will. So I really think it's important, like I was mentioning earlier, with these whispers where it just keeps coming. That's what rise up is like to rise up and answer the call and go on that 12 step uh, hero's journey cycle, if you will. Oh, I love that. Listening to yourself that wants to rise up. Yeah. Oh, so good. Sam Caver, it's been so awesome to have you on our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, Lauren, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I love this conversation so much, and it's it's more necessary than ever. We needed it before, but now at least more people are having that conversation. Well, here at Rise Up For You, we want to make sure that we give you the gift of our success kit, confidence, leadership, personal branding, public speaking, emotional intelligence, all for free, riseupforyou.com slash success kit or text rise podcast to 949-416-0671. Until our next time, rise up for you.